Welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends with us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hi, friends. Welcome to Letters from the Road, episode two. We're going to be talking about coffee today. Oh, yeah. We have a lot to say about coffee. Um, we'll pr- try not to make it too long, but first, uh, what are we drinking? Yeah, so actually... Um... This is, I guess, last time we had wine because we had that wine from the Harvest Host. But oftentimes on Sunday night, we drink uh, Sunday night cocktails. And this isn't anything special other than, I guess, the the tequila is from a grocery store in Mexico, uh, in Baja. <laughs> right, yeah. From our travels in Baja, we brought back uh, exactly one bottle of tequila. That's true. Uh, we had to declare it. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I feel like the customs agent almost like rolled his eyes at us. It's just, seriously, it's from the... Lay Express, the the grocery stores that are frequent down there in Baja. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's El Jimador. Uh, no, it's good. We have a Sunday night cocktail every week usually. And this is kind of why we decided to start recording on Sunday nights is because we um, tend to set aside Sunday nights as a time for the two of us to um, kind of chat, mm-hmm. sometimes watch a show or read or talk. But it's like when we kind of plan for the week and talk about what we're doing this week and um you make it sound so boring well maybe it's boring. not just planning for the week well it's like it's like where we chat we planning catch for up the future yeah. it's dreaming it's well, our weeks are exciting We're you can not tell boring. which one of us is a enneagram seven <laughs> yeah it's fine i'm the eight <laughs> we, we where are we clay do you want to tell us where we are oh yeah oh one of my favorite so we love camping at state parks and this is one of my favorite state parks we've ever camped at. Uh, we are camping. We got in today to Samuel P. Taylor State Park in Lagunitas, California. Yeah, we're in Marin County, which is mm-hmm. amazing, uh, right outside of San Francisco across the Golden Gate Bridge. Got to drive across the Golden Gate today. So we have great access to San Francisco, um, but we also have um, kind of this great state park setting. We're in the Redwoods. We're about ready to have our 50th atmospheric river this week. <laughs> no, it's not 50th because it's every Tuesday. It's every Tuesday. Well, okay, so fair. So it's like the 12th. It's a lot. There's a, there are many. I don't know why. Many atmospheric rivers. We get dumped rain every Tuesday. But, you know, the rest of the country is saying like, hey, I'm still freezing my butt off. And it's almost April. So, you know, we're doing okay. What's up, weather? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, we had a really nice drive today. We mm-hmm. drove along California 1 for most mm-hmm. of it. So we had been uh, just north of Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah, we had been in Santa Cruz. Uh, it was a really nice time in Santa Cruz. We'd been in Felton with the Redwoods up there, but then we drove down into Santa Cruz. We were only about 10 minutes away. Um, Yesterday, we had thought we were going to drive down to Big Sur, but we switched it up. It was... Grace's birthday. We have a 13-year-old now. Happy birthday, Grace. We had a really good time. We went to the Santa Cruz boardwalk, the beach boardwalk there. Um, It wasn't beach weather in terms of like getting in the water or sunning ourselves, but it was great. No, it was sunny though. Which was totally her jam. So we got to ride a bunch of rides, um, play games and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. eat fair food and... Oh my gosh, I took Tums. <laughs> Those garlic fries are still catching up with me, I think. 
Uh, but it was it was sunny. It was gorgeous. Uh, it, it was a really nice time. We really enjoyed Santa Cruz a lot. I think we had kind of skipped through it our last time up through the coast. We took are taking a longer time getting up north this time than last time we did this route. So mm-hmm. really, uh, really enjoyed spending some time there in, in Santa Cruz. Yeah, which is funny because like actually Santa Cruz is a pretty straight shot to San Francisco, right? It's like kind of just south of San Jose. Um, which is also itself just south of San Francisco. But we decided to go the long way around on Highway 1 along the coast because it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful today. We stopped at a state beach and had lunch on the side of the road. Um, it was so pretty. I, just looking at, I was sitting at our dinette in the Airstream eating like reheated curry, looking out at the ocean, just enjoying the peace and quiet. It was so beautiful. It was a really nice day. Uh, and then there's nothing like pulling your house over the Golden Gate Bridge either. So that was, was that excellent. was super fun. So today we're going to talk about coffee, um, which is a very, very important topic to us. So Holds a special place in our heart. Uh, yeah, we, we, we love coffee. It's... It's beyond, well, we'll talk more about it, but beyond just starting our days with it, it's just a, a really, I don't know, kind of a bonding thing. So, friend, let's uh, let's hear the letter. All right. Well, the reading of the letter. Here's coffee. Coffee. Dear friend, how do you take your coffee? I like mine black, provided it's good coffee. I don't know exactly what qualifies as good, but my standards are somewhere above Dunkin' and below Starbucks. Fight me if you want on that hierarchy. But it is correct in that neither are all that good. Dunkin' is really just hot styrofoam water, and Starbucks is mostly burnt roast. My favorite coffee roaster is Kickapoo. That stuff is thick and oily and tastes almost like berries, and it is good coffee. But I'll drink Panera's hazelnut blend any day of the week. I don't know when exactly I came to need coffee every day. I used to be more of a tea drinker. It was probably in grad school in Iowa City. Maybe I should blame the best coffee shop of all time, Java House. Java House is a place that, besides having fantastic coffee, invites you to sit and stay a while. There's a room full of library-style work tables with desk lamps and plenty of outlets for your laptop. It was there that I spent hours and hours studying to fail my first attempt at the CFA Level 2 exam. If you don't know what that is, don't bother looking it up. It's a boring finance thing that costs a lot of time and money and is mostly for rich young men and hard for everyone else for a number of reasons I could write an entire essay on, but not today. I think I started to love coffee in undergrad, though, during late nights pouring over homework at stomping grounds, drinking black Sumatra coffee and pretending to work while talking with friends about the upcoming weekend. Stomping grounds was hipster before I knew what hipster was, There was no sign outside, no real way to know it was a coffee shop aside from the tables on the patio. In the winter, when the tables were put away, it almost looked like an office building. They served wine and beer in the evenings, had a stage for live music, and made a delicious banana Nutella crepe. It was perfect. I once worked for a major insurer that had a caribou in the building. I loved to sneak down to the food court after working a couple hours in the morning and get an Americano. The barista's name was Ian and he was studying coding, and he was the only person who was actually nice to me in the whole two years I suffered in that job. 
He probably suspected I was pregnant with my second child long before my coworkers because I switched to half-calf. Also, my coworkers were self-absorbed doofuses for the most part. If one of you is somehow reading this, I'm not sorry. My coffee today is generally delivered to me in my bed. My husband of 16 years, Clay, makes pour over most mornings and brings me a cup before I've even gotten out of bed. It's been freshly ground and the blend and roast vary depending on where we are traveling or what was available at the store. Every day he gets up early to make me coffee. It is one of my favorite things about the day. All this to say, coffee to me is love and community. It is sharing secrets and learning ridiculous chemical reactions. It's trying and failing, but also home. So here's a coffee cup cheers to you, friend. May your day be filled with warmth and hope. See you down the road. Jane. Cheers. Cheers, friend. Yeah, that was so good. I love that coffee is home. It wouldn't be home if it didn't smell like coffee, I think. <laughs> yeah, we honestly, we should, we should have made coffee for tonight. Yeah, or some kind of um, coffee. I don't, I've never really had like an espresso martini, or any, it seems too sweet for me. But maybe yeah, cool. no, I tr- I tried to make a coffee cocktail when we were at Tecalote. Oh, remember, but I was yeah, the only one who drank it. Was it was good. actually it actually turned out well, really good. It was good. like eighty degrees out. It was the it one hot day. It mostly just tasted day. like iced coffee, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was the one hot day in Baja. I was not drinking coffee. I was, mm-hmm. I was like, I need some tequila drinks on the beach, please. Yeah. No, I mean, coffee is huge. I mean, uh, this morning we brewed the coffee I got from a local Santa Cruz um, coffee house. I think it's Verve. Yeah, it's delicious. Verve Coffee Roasters. Uh, yeah, I was really surprised. I actually saw that at the um, little market mm-hmm. that was up in Felton where we were staying. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, I recognize this because that coffee roaster had sent or had included their coffee in a service I used to subscribe to called Mistobox. Yeah, we used to, so my parents used to get that for you for your birthday or Christmas I know, it was, every year. I, I looked forward to getting that every year and it just doesn't work anymore since we don't have an address. I miss it. I think you've talked about that was like something you would get again if we had an address again where we could get something uh, regularly I mean, like that. Okay, so we have an address where we can get things. But not like on a monthly basis. But like, <laughs> it's, it, that's not where we are. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's really good coffee. We actually... It's one of the things we try and make a point of doing everywhere we go is to try local coffee. I think we were really good at that in peri- in certain periods of time and it's been harder in others when we've both been working. Yeah. Um it's harder to get out and I think you have more patience to go to a coffee shop than I do too in terms of like going and putting in the orders in a place I'm not familiar with. I'm probably more likely to go to something like Starbucks or which is fine. Dutch Bros. So I oh, know Dutch my bros. order and I know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get overwhelmed Wait, by all so the choices. Hold on. Do you have, okay, this is a tangent, but do you have a regular Dutch Bros order? Well, okay, so I like that. What was it? It was a cinnamon toast crunch thing they made me the one time. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it was like a French toast. French toast. But that, you can't get that anymore. You, why not? One of the um, syrups that they put in that used to go into that recipe, they stopped doing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I tried to order that for you last time, and they're like, uh, well, you can approximate. But they approximate it. So what I like about Dutch Bros is when I don't know what to order, they order for me. We should explain what Dutch Bros is. Oh, okay. So if you've never been to Dutch Bros. It started in Oregon. It did. 
and they have really great branding. I think is part of their success. <laughs> it's all very cool it's very and bro-y. orange, and uh, it's mostly drive-through coffee stands. I think mm-hmm. there's a few that you can go in, but for the most part, it's drive-through. And the employees are hip and cool and really fun, and they chat with you. It's like if Chick- are they cool? Well, I think they're cool, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> it's like if Chick Fil A employees didn't work for chick-fil-a like they're very friendly like that but they're also inefficient but also i'm pretty sure yeah they they are told that they have to chat with you yeah it's like so it's like a forced friendship sort of deal they're really like they make it feel good though (laughs) they like my hat the one time you know and it's always like energetic music yeah yeah so dutch bros is not experience dutch bros is not is the co- a coffee shop, coffee shop. No, it is not for coffee snobs. I mean, it can be. Like, it's good. I think people who like coffee a lot like Dutch Bros and people who don't like coffee a lot like Dutch Bros. You can all meet there. Yeah, it's, I think so. I, it's no, a treat no. drink place. You go there 100%. for a treat. Yes. I'm getting myself a treat if I'm going to Dutch Bros. Like, mm-hmm. it is going to be sugary. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be delicious. Usually iced. Because, yeah, like, iced mm, is the thing there. Like, hot the hot stuff. Su- the hot stuff mm. is fine, but like... No, you go iced. Go iced, which is not usually my thing either. I, I'm That's why much it's more like a, a West Coast person. thing, right? And like, and they, then when they expanded further east, like they started with the South. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I bought some Dutch Bros stock and it did really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me for fi- financial tips. <laughs> I bought it in, um, uh, like in 2020 when I was buying a bunch of stuff, when a bunch of stuff went down and mm-hmm. that one did not pay so great yeah no still own it because it's cheap now so you know. that's funny no but dutch bros is not what i want to talk about on the coffee podcast it does i love dutch bros though i think that's the thing it's okay. like there's so many ways to enjoy coffee there are there's so it's like, never duncan no never duncan come duncan, at me duncan is not coffee <laughs> i love people who love duncan but are, that is a problem with them that i have to get around no it's not a problem with them they just they you don't know, know good it's coffee. Okay. It's just no. Duncan is like McDonald's coffee is better. Actually, yeah, it is. Duncan has decent donuts. Eh. People say the coffee's what to go there for. I don't get it. Eh. Anyway, it's mostly hot water. It's not strong at all. And it's in those weird styrofoam cups and it's so hot. It's so, so hot. hot. Way too hot. Okay, but Starbucks. Okay, let's go back to what everyone has probably had before. Starbucks is good i mean so i you know being where i'm from like i had starbucks when i was like nine (laughs) i started drinking frappuccinos yeah i did not know what a frappuccino was when i was nine so you know i grew up in across the sound from seattle and there was starbucks and my parents didn't drink coffee so they my aunt was in town and she got a frappuccino and she let me have some and game over for me (laughs) It's like this is like chocolate, but You've better. You've been corrupted. Uh huh. <laughs> it was so good. So you know, frappuccinos were the gateway drug, and then for me, yeah, Starbucks is just kind of like solid. It's it's like the McDonald's of coffee, even though McDonald's has coffee, but it's it's like you know, it's always gonna be okay. It's gonna be mm-hmm. good. It's gonna be the same wherever you go. You can always get the same thing. I don't have to worry about it. I typically get like a something kind of plain, unless it's a it's christmas and i'm feeling festive Mm -hmm. i usually get 
a triple grande latte with oat milk, oat milk. or almond milk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty simple. It's hard to mess up. It's good. It's fine. It's, you know, gets the job done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll usually go something similar to that, or uh, I often go for something iced because um, usually it's not my first coffee of the day if I'm going to Starbucks. Um, so it might be later in the day and I might might want something iced. So I'll get something like a uh, venti iced Americano with an extra shot and a little bit of uh, like a splash of oat milk added to it. And he wonders why he doesn't sleep at night. Uh, <laughs> this is not an everyday occurrence. This is a, a, a special I used day. to be like an everyday occurrence for me. I used to drink that much caffeine like every day. I can't do it anymore. I have to cut yeah. the caffeine afternoon now. But I mean, we we don't drink nearly as much coffee as a lot of people on a daily basis. No, I think for me, it's more quality than quantity. Like mm-hmm. we, you do the pour over in the morning, which is really nice, and it makes like a big craft. We each have like two and a half big cups of coffee. For two and a half Yeti mugs, not like the tall travel size mugs, but what are they like? Eighteen ounce mugs? I don't know. They're pretty big. They're bigger than the typical coffee cup. They're like the mm-hmm. size of like my big. Haunted Mansion mug. I don't think anyone knows what that looks like. No, sorry, that was. I <laughs> no, I, I know what you I, mean. So that's yeah, the thing that I size. miss. I miss my coffee mug collection. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we have quite the extensive coffee mug collection. We used to collect coffee mugs from where we traveled to mm-hmm. prior to moving into the RV, and mm-hmm. so we have. That's one of the things that's still surviving in storage is our our coffee mug collection, and I have a very large. You select the right mug for the day. So that was part of the ritual in the mornings of you making the coffee for both of us is you'd bring me my mug and I wouldn't know which mug it was going to be. And so that was always kind of fun. But the I loved it when you got the vibe right with the Haunted Mansion mug. <laughs> um, it's a big mug. <laughs> it said hurry back at the bottom. If you're, hurry back. Yeah. If you're a Disney person, you'll get that. If not, I'm sorry. So the ritual of coffee in the morning for us is a thing and it has been for, I don't I'm trying to remember how long, maybe back to like grad school, you started making coffee for me in the morning mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and bringing definitely. it to me. I think that was the first time that I'd ever like been in bed later than you because I had jobs before grad school that I had to be up really early. Oh. Yeah. I think that was kind of part of it. And you got really into coffee right around that time. That was when you were like starting to like hand grind the beans and stuff. 100%. And using the AeroPress. Mm-hmm. Prior to grad school, I was at work by like 7 a.m. So I think you were like up, but not like up. No, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> if we were having coffee before you went to work, in that case, it was, uh, remember when we used to have that? Um, well, we had that. But even before that, remember when we first got married, we had that uh, the drip uh-huh, with coffee the timer. pot with the timer that we would just set up the night before? Yeah, I don't think I had coffee every morning until sometime in grad school. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because I like would drink tea or I'd have coffee when I got to the office. I don't think I did either, actually. You know, yeah. come to think of it. It was really more of like a uh, sometimes in the morning if I really feel like I need it. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, like heck, in college, that would be because I like stopped somewhere on the way to class and grabbed it more often than I actually made it for myself at home. I remember making pots of coffee when we got home from class in college. Yeah, that definitely. <laughs> to so stay actually, up at yeah. night and study. I mean, like, when we, in college, like, when we had friends over. We like, made coffee. We made coffee. Yeah. I don't care if it's 8 p.m. Like, you're coming over, coffee. you're going to have some coffee if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play a rock band and eat, drink some coffee. Absolutely. 
those were fun actually fun nights actually <laughs> yeah yeah so coffee was like a nighttime thing it was an occasional thing it was always a treat and then I think in grad school partially because our schedule shifted and partially because I was like up late studying and we mm-hmm. had a two-year-old or three-year-old I guess mm-hmm. you started making coffee in the mornings and like mm-hmm. making really good coffee in the morning yeah I kind of nerded out there for a yeah. while I was roasting my own beans yeah that's true because that you got fun. me that roaster mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the smell of the fresh roasted beans. That was so nice. When you would be roasting the beans, I'd be like, oh, it smells so good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we had like fresh roasted beans and you'd hand grind them and then use the arrow press. And if you're not familiar with the arrow press, it's like, it really makes the best coffee, I think, out of any coffee I've had. It's so fussy. It is, and it's. We still have one. We use it for like hiking, Mm -hmm. um, because we'll take our little jet boil. And our like backpacking mugs, even though we don't backpack, we hike. And so we mm-hmm. take this stuff with us and we'll go we'll, like get to the top of a little mountain or something and sit and make some coffee. You have some at beers, but we have some at coffee. Sometimes, <laughs> yes, some at coffee both, for sure. We pack an athletic beer uh, in there. How many summits have we actually done? <laughs> a few. A few. And I think we made coffee at both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Last summer we did two. We yes. did two good ones. East Coast. Yeah. So not like. We're not bagging any 14ers yet. No, heck no. We do have children. (laughs) We do have children. But we're getting there, you know, we're making progress. So we would, yeah, we'll make coffee at the top and then it's there. The AeroPress is great for that because it's really portable and easy to clean up. And then we went through a French press phase, which I really like the French press as well, but it doesn't work as great in the camper. Mm Mm-hmm. And it gets the grounds in the the coffee, which I don't love. So um, now now we're in a pour over stage. So French press is actually my favorite yeah, method. It gets like... You get a lot of sediment. It gets thick. But it's like a really like rich flavor. Yeah. Unless you put so much coffee in it like your parents and it turns into like battery acid. I mean, yeah, you know, you can I mean, overdo drink, it. You can they don't drink weak it. coffee. I mean, it's good. <laughs> no, but like if I'm drinking coffee at mom and dad's like... I'm putting some stuff in it. I never put uh, creamer in my coffee, but I'm putting some stuff in it. <laughs> no, I, I still drink it black, but it's like I have to go slow. <laughs> <laughs> we had our camper in their driveway one time and we brought in our own French press every morning. <laughs> we did. And if I served it to mom, she'd be like, what is this, tea? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. We probably make two weeks of coffee. But... I like our coffee, but we don't put right. anything in it usually. It's just coffee. Mm-hmm. Everyone does coffee their own way. And it's like, I don't know, coffee's like, it's a special thing. And I think I got accustomed to you bringing it to me. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, you wouldn't, you won't. Like you'll be busy or something. And I'll be like, oh, sad day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's busy. So like nice. I fell back asleep. <laughs> you fell asleep on the couch again. Did that for a while. Oh well, we had a young child, and you were getting up with her, mm-hmm. and then you guys would you turn turn on cartoons in the morning and then fall back asleep. I don't Gosh. blame you. Man, those days seem like forever ago. That yeah, wasn't that it long wasn't ago. that long ago. <laughs> yeah, I love the coffee it, that you make in the mornings, and it's so nice. And then recently, we started doing coffee walks, which is really fun. Coffee walks are a it's almost like this, almost like Sunday night cocktails, but every morning. Mm-hmm. And it's a chance for us to kind of get out, get like going on the day, get some exercise and like connect with each other. 
Yeah, I think we realized we were both dogs who need to walk in the morning. Well, now that we don't have Derby with us anymore. Right. So Derby was our um, German short hair pointer who passed away last summer when we were in Maine. He was 12 and we'd had him, or older than 12, um, Mm -hmm. and we'd had him for uh, almost 12 years. Mm -hmm. He was nine months when we got him. And he... Uh, he's just the best dog, but he needed a walk in the mornings. And Clay had started walking him every morning, kind of, you know, with his coffee mm-hmm. in hand. And so after Derby passed, I guess I get walked now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of an adjustment after Derby wasn't with us anymore. Like, I felt sad every morning. I was like, okay, I have to go do something in the morning. So I bought trail runners. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go run every morning. That lasted about one week, two weeks. <laughs> Uh, not much of a runner, guys. You were in track for freshman year. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, and I enjoyed going running with you, but like, there's a theme here with you. Aw, shucks. Occasionally, I would go running by myself, and I tried that, and it was nice to get out, nice to get myself going in the mornings, but like, <sighs> it's so hard to get the motivation. Yeah, I think it is kind of hard. I mean, like, I've gone through phases where I run a lot. That's um, probably and, a whole different letter, I suppose. Yeah, it is. And Derby was, <laughs> Derby was my running buddy, actually, when, especially when he was young. We mm-hmm. would go miles and miles. He was, it's part of why we picked Derby was he was, um, like a good breed for running, which was something I was really looking for because I had had, uh, an incident where I had gotten followed while I was out running by a car mm-hmm. and I wanted a big dog with me even though he was not much of a guard dog in terms of he would probably lick anybody or greet anybody happily who came towards Best dog ever. He is so friendly. He is so friendly. He would Uh, jump up on you and lick you. Yeah, he did scare people that way because he was Mm -hmm. really large. He was 80, 90 pounds. Mm -hmm. Oh, best dog ever. He was so great. So we would run and run and run, and occasionally he would get tired when it was humid and you had to come pick him up. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, now I mean, now that like JoJo's seven, mm-hmm. you know, our kids are older. It's really nice. Like we can get up in the morning and go for a walk wherever we are. Right. Yeah. And take our coffee with us. It's and... so nice too because our scenery changes every week too. So mm-hmm. like this last week we were in this. I think people probably thought we were nuts. Our campground was really cute, but it was very small, and very so we small. were walking these like little lap. We would do like four or five laps around the campground <laughs> in the morning. So we try to walk. Depending on the day and like meetings and stuff, we'll have like, we'll walk a couple miles, one to two miles most mornings mm-hmm. and, you know, just enough to like stretch our legs and drink our first cup of coffee. But we did five miles when we were on the Pacific oh, Coast Trail that morning. so fun. That, that place was so great. We, Clay found this great first come first serve campground for our first night back from Baja and it was like. We were back because we were back in the woods and the mm-hmm. trees and the mountains, and it was cold. No more desert and beach. There was like snow on the way th- <laughs> on the way there. <laughs> it was a bit of a rude awakening in that sense, but it was beautiful, and I was so excited to get out the camp stove and camp because it feels I don't know something about when it feels chilly and you're in the mountains. It feels like camping, you know. We've been oh, on the beach so much. It's part of what I love about this campground too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Pacific Crest Trail literally ran right before behind the campsite it was just this little campground in a national forest campground that like had like what 15 maybe campsites mm-hmm. i don't know they had a few equestrian yeah, campsites and a few 
mm, sort of RV campsites. Yeah, it was like and, one loop. Mm-hmm. And, and you could camp there for free if you were a through hiker. Yeah, that was really cool. And so we saw a bunch of through hikers going by and stuff. So we hopped on the trail in the morning and did a couple, you know, two and a half miles out, two and a half back. And it was so beautiful. And what's really nice, too, is we're traveling with friends. So we could do stuff like that in the mornings when the kids aren't with us uh, because, you know, there's a couple adults, you know, a site or two over that if they really need something, they're right there. So that's really nice, too. Yeah, totally. I mean, the kids would have been fine, but... We have our phones. We had our phones. We had a good cell signal there. But yeah, um, it made me really want to do the PCT someday, though. I was like, this is amazing. It was so amazing. That's an adventure for another day. Yeah, I don't know how we'll podcast from that, but it's probably a good Ooh, 15 years off. That is a podcast. That's a podcast. It's a podcast every day for the podcast. PCT. Yeah. Live from the PCT. I man, that sounds so fun. I, if you had told me ten years ago, five years ago, that like I'm gonna daydream about a time when I can four months not really shower and shit in a hole somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so privileged. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. I'm like, this sounds great. But it is actually, it is like uh, to be able to do what we do is a privilege. Right. And I keep reading books about through hiking and speed records for through hiking and stuff. And I'm like, this sounds really fun. Not the speed records. I mean, it does sound fun. It's just not for me. I'm not yeah, a yeah. fast person. It's like I read books about ultras. I'll never run an ultra. <laughs> I wish. But... I don't know if never is the right. I don't, thing there. I don't think my body wants to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I might want to. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's going to cooperate. Oh, maybe someday. Maybe. I really love... Oh, this is a complete tangent. Mm-hmm. But We're already on a tangent. Well, yeah. It's a tangent upon tangent. It, okay. This is not That's really okay. We were coffee. on coffee walks. Then coffee we're, walks. Then, then, we're, we're walking, then we're walking. Then we're walking. We're running. We're hiking. hiking. And now we're running ultras. All right. Speaking of running ultras, if you like that kind of inspiration and stuff like that, the Jeffrey Benny pod, not podcast, um, documentary, the Jeffrey Benny documentary, I think it's on Prime, called Once Is Enough, is so good. He's a, a comedian and kind of an internet personality, and he ran an ultra, and it's a really cool story about it, um, really inspirational, and he's also funny, which is nice because I like funny. He's a good follow on Instagram, You'd never too. know. I know. And I think he's doing the PCT, actually. I'm, I'm going to manifest. I want to be friends with him. So I did DM him once about he has an airstream based camp and i did dm him about how not to freeze his water lines and he thanked me so you know i think we're friends now nice <laughs> what else do we need to say about coffee why is it important to us i guess is I it coffee good? is love coffee is home coffee is yeah i think it's waking more... up in the morning but it's like it's not the caffeine because we've done decaf or half calf. No, totally. It's a, it's a. It's almost like a psychosomatic thing. Like it yeah. wakes you up anyway, even without the caffeine. Yeah, it just feels good to like have that cup of coffee in hand and the warmth. It's and... warm, and it's mm-hmm. just like that. 
almost like chocolatey flavor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do we have time for my coffee origin story? We can always cut it out. Yeah, I know. Go for it. Um, I'll so, see how good you do. <laughs> my, I did not grow up with Starbucks. I did not taste coffee when I was nine. Uh, I did try my parents' coffee and thought it was awful when I was very young. Uh, funny enough, coffee for me kind of started with coffee walks. Because my best friend at the time in middle school, uh, Nick, and I used to love to just walk around town together. And we would make up stories and laugh. And, you know, we lived in small town Galesburg, Illinois at the time. And we would just go into the gas station. And, you know, we got tired of sodas. I said, oh, you know, we're like teenagers now, or almost teenagers, so, you know, we we can drink coffee. <laughs> and so we got these awful gas station the cappuccino. cappuccino machine. Like cappuccinos. Our, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, basically, it's it's like a milkshake almost, you know? <laughs> like, it's not, it's not cold like a milkshake, it's hot. So I guess if you can call that coffee, that's like my beginnings of coffee, right? It's the frappuccino that, that introduced me to the idea of, oh, coffee can be good so yeah we would get that and we would walk around town and then you know it was panera coffee with with uh bagels and treats panera hazelnut coffee and then Uh, so much studying we did that in high school Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and barnes and noble yes barnes and noble cafe with coffee that was Mm -hmm. the first place you could get starbucks coffee in cedar rapids iowa when you talk about going on walks with Nick, I just think about the time that you guys were in, when he was visiting in Cedar Rapids. Oh, yeah, that's funny. And you guys decided to walk to the mall or something, and it was really hot out. Mm-hmm. And it was summer. Yeah. And my family was at the mall because, of course, we were. And Because it was the 90s. It Actually, was. it wasn't. It was the early 2000s. But it was the 90s in Iowa, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> that point before the internet was really the internet uh it it, things happened a lot later in iowa so we were you know at the mall cooling off on a summer day and my (laughs) you guys had walked all the way from what was like 15 miles away or something i'm not no No. it had to have been like five miles i guess it was a ways yeah because okay so before there were stoplights i could drive from my house to that mall in about five minutes you say to that mall but you mean to my house you mean to my house well yeah but the mall was like very close to your house but yeah in like five minutes and that was um so it was less than five miles right because a section of that drive was was 55 so i drove 60 yeah Maybe so, maybe a little faster. We run into them. They had at one point decided to go through a car wash. Well, not an automatic car wash. Oh, because that makes it better. It does. That would be dangerous. My dad gave them a ride home and then was like, huh. Really? <laughs> this is the guy you're dating? <laughs> Really? He was very charitable. He was. He didn't say anything. No, I know. Bad. We were like, "Oh, it's so good. We ran into you. Hey, can you give us a ride home? Because yeah, it's like hot out there." And you were like all gross from going through the car wash and stuff. No. Meanwhile, my family was we got clean at Von Mar and uh, Ooh, you know, Von, Von, Von Mar. Mar. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, coffee has coffee a long walks. history for everyone. 
It does. It does. And I think it's it's and, so much not about the maybe you don't like coffee and maybe tea's more your thing or, or whatever. But uh, I think my like grandma it's is a tea person. About the ritual of it and mm-hmm. the tradi- like the there's something about having like something every day when you start your morning that makes it just like a really nice way to start the day. And I I probably have ADD and I don't have a lot of routine often (laughs) or ritual and clay and i both are not really routine people uh most of the time but this is like the one thing it's not the one but yeah it's it's like part it we we have to try hard and i think doing things together really helps for me anyway Mm -hmm. because then i look forward to it and i'm Mm -hmm. like oh it's not something i have to do this is something i want to do i want to go for this walk i'm gonna drink my coffee and i'm gonna have a good day when we we skip it when we skip it i miss it for sure yeah. No, it throws off my whole day. Yeah, because we are dogs that need walked. Yeah, I was it's like, I was just about to say, it's like I'm a dog that didn't get his morning walk. Yep. Yep. So that's the energy in our house. <laughs> One of these days, Grace is going to start drinking coffee. I can feel it. I don't know. Jojo already likes it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Jojo always said she liked it. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. If she doesn't, that's totally fine. She likes you tea. You don't have to like coffee. Everyone yeah. in our house likes tea. We love you, even if you don't like coffee. If you do like coffee, come on over because... There's always more. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always willing to make more coffee. And if you see us out for a coffee walk... Come join... No, don't join us. It's our thing. Maybe join us. I don't know. Come by the come by the camper. It and we'll would be fun if you joined us. Join us. Join us, friend. Or come by the <laughs> camper and we'll pour you a cup. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, it was great talking about coffee with you and coffee walks. And hiking and ultra marathons and all the other things we talked about. This is Sunday night. <laughs> We're so glad to have you along. If you would like more Letters from the Road, there is a twice-weekly letter from our Substack at lettersfromtheroad.substack.com. And you can subscribe there for free. Letters come out on Mondays and Fridays. You can always find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts on Sunday mornings. And you can always find us on Instagram at Letters from the Road Pod and Twitter at LFTR Pod. And if you'd like to send us your letters from the road, you can find us at Letters from the Road Pod at gmail.com. Yeah, please write us a letter. We would love to share your letters. And uh, talk to you and interact with you. The whole point is to build a community of letter writers and pen pals, if you will. (laughs) Hey, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. So um, until next time, we'll see you down the road. Bye, everyone.